Johnson. And this game is underway with a bang. This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796-2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. Baseball can be boring and it can be uneventful and it moves at a slow pace. But this offseason, you got to give some credit to baseball. It's been anything but boring, right? We've had huge contracts, kind of a return of the hot stove league. Garrett Cole, for example, got a massive deal, $324 million. He wasn't the only superstar to make big money this offseason. The Brewers were shuffling their roster all over the place, right? Losing Moustakis and Grandal, but bringing in players like Omar Nevarez and Avi Garcia and Lester Holt or Brock Holt or whoever. The, I can't keep them all straight. They brought in a bunch of new players trying to keep up with all their roster acquisitions. It's been entertaining. And then, of course, the Astros cheating scandal, which is the gift that just keeps on giving. And now this. This is the news of the day. Maybe the news of 2020. Maybe the biggest news in my lifetime for the Milwaukee Brewers. If you haven't seen the news, well, get excited. If you're driving, hold tight to the wheel. Don't swerve. Broke at about 3.20. Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports and MLB Network reporting Christian Yelich and the Milwaukee Brewers closing in on a $200 million plus deal that would keep Christian Yelich in Milwaukee, I don't know, for the next decade or so. Maybe the biggest Brewers news of my lifetime. I, I don't know. Can you think of a bigger deal? Maybe the trade for CeCe Zabathia. Maybe the contract extension of Ryan Braun. But this just has to take the cake. And we'll talk details. We'll talk further about this contract. But that is the breaking news. Now, the Brewers haven't announced anything yet. They've been silent. In fact, David Stearns was on the Bill Michaels show earlier today. You hear Bill Michaels every day from 11 to 2 here on WKTY. And they asked him point blank about a Christian Yellick's extension. Never said anything. You you couldn't hear a, a crack in his voice. Nothing. Ken Rosenthal reporting that the Brewers should be set to announce it later this week, probably on Friday. So nothing is officially official, but when Ken Rosenthal reports something, you better believe it's legit. Christian Yelich, a $200 million plus extension that's going to keep him in Milwaukee for the next decade or so. And nobody heard a peep, right? There was no leak. There were no suspicions. There were no rumors. There were nothing until Ken Rosenthal reported it earlier today. This is the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills, and naturally... Naturally, we're going to be talking about this extension, what it means for the Brewers and their future. We're going to talk to our friend Bart Winkler, uh, a former UWL Eagle, although once an Eagle, always an Eagle. He now resides in Milwaukee, co-hosting Chuck and Winkler on 105.7 FM. The Fan, one of my favorite recurring guests. We'll talk to him about the Yelich extension, about the Brewers coming up at 530. And at the end of the show, we'll touch on the Bucks last night because they lost. And they have lost, what, nine times since mid-October? So it's kind of a big deal. Something we got to talk about. That's coming up right before 6 o'clock. I spent all afternoon today prepping for the show. I spent a solid three hours getting ready for this show. And my laptop wasn't really working, so I was taking notes by hand. I was writing in a notebook. I had like four pages of stuff written, right? And then at about 3.20, just as I'm really finishing the show and about ready to come in here and start to cut some sound and get everything lined up, and then I see the news on Twitter that Christian Yelich is being extended, a huge record-breaking deal, at least for the Brewers, that will keep him in town for the next decade or so. And of course, I take all of the notes and the show prep that I just did, and I do the Nancy Pelosi to Donald Trump routine, and I just rip those in half, 
throw them in the garbage because this is the news probably of the century, maybe of the entire Brewers franchise since their invention or advent or conception way, way back in the day, whether you want to talk about the Milwaukee Braves, you know, playing at County Stadium, whatever. This is about as big as it gets. This is a franchise-altering move. The Brewers are not the Red Sox or the Dodgers or the Yankees. They don't do moves like this. They don't sign players to contracts like this hardly ever. In fact, Ryan Braun is the only example of a player with a contract like this I can think of in my lifetime. Now, Brewers fans who are a little bit older than me, who can remember the 80s and the 90s and maybe even farther back than that, maybe you can think of some examples. I didn't go back and research because I don't think it really matters. Like, oh, this is, this compares to I don't know, Jim Gander's contract from 78. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't matter. In my lifetime and in this current era of the Brewers, the only other contract that is even similar to this in size and in scale is Ryan Braun's when he signed that five-year extension that added on to his contract at the time in 2011, which was for $105 million. That was added on to his seven-year deal, so really it made his deal kind of like a 12-year deal. Christian Yelich's contract will be for nine years when all is said and done because it's currently added on to the contract he has, and it'll be worth about $215 million. Once again, this is being reported by Ken Rosenthal, so you absolutely have reason to believe it because he doesn't report things that aren't true, but it has not been announced by the Brewers yet. So maybe things are tweaked. Maybe things are adjusted just a little bit, but for the most part, nine years, $215 million. Now, Yelich is currently owed $12.5 million this season and 14 next season. And what's amazing is Christian Yelich is going to continue to play at that discounted rate for the next two years. His new deal will get rid of the club option uh, that will be for next year, and then it will start to add the seven years, bring the total value into about $215 million. That's about $27 million per year when all is said and done. And we don't do per year in baseball. We do average annual value, AAV, or whatever metric you want to use. Those are the contract details, and, and we'll know more when the Brewers officially announce it, hopefully later this week. Christian Yelich making a boatload of money, and he's not going anywhere. He's going to be in Miller Park, or I guess whatever it is renamed, and he's going to be in that jersey uh, for this foreseeable future. So Brewers fans, we can rejoice. We can certainly take solace in that. Christian Yelich, our favorite player, our MVP, not going anywhere. Now, it is the nature of sports radio and television to try to turn everything into a question or into a debate, whether or not the topic warrants a question or warrants a debate. For example, right now, Giannis is currently the runaway candidate for MVP. He's the favorite. He is going to win. But... Sports radio shows, sports television shows, need to make it into argument. Well, what about LeBron, right? A couple of weeks ago, well, it's, it's, I guess it's been a few months now. What about Luka Doncic, right? It's really obvious. There really is no question or debate, but that's the nature of sports media is we got to turn it into a debate. We got to have conversation. We got to have an argument because that's what we do. For example, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I remember WKTY on Twitter, at WKTY, posted a poll. Are the Bucks? Is it the best move to sign Giannis to the Supermax extension that is going to be worth a record amount of money? Yes. Obviously. Yes. There's no other choice for the Bucks than to sign Giannis to that Supermax extension. Is it going to be difficult to sign other players? Yeah, but who cares? Nobody wants to come play in Milwaukee anyways. It is the right move to retain your superstar always. I would have paid $300 million if that's what it would have taken to keep Christian Yelich in Milwaukee. It's not an exaggeration. It's not, it's not hyperbole. If Christian Yelich wants $300 million, then you pay him $300 million to keep him in Milwaukee, to keep him a brewer. And you worry about the rest later. 
Professional sports are driven by stars. They're driven by superstar players. The NBA has figured it out. The NBA has completely turned over control and the spotlight and the attention to their superstars. It's not about their coach or about their owners or about their commissioner. It's about the stars. The NBA is at, has figured it out. The NFL is about to figure it out because players like Patrick Mahomes are about to make 200 plus million dollars. And this new CBA is going to change a couple of things. The NFL is obviously going to become more player, more star centered. The MLB is getting there. They're figuring out ways to market their stars. They're a little bit behind, but they're getting there. For example, NBA teams, they'll throw money at players they think could be superstars. Like, the NBA is driven by stars. Every team, every front office knows they need a star, and they'll just throw money at players. For example, Tobias Harris is making $180 million. I would wager that a good portion of people currently listening to the Wisco Sports Show don't know who Tobias Harris is. Just a bet I'd I'd be willing to make. Al Horford... Another player that I'm sure some of you aren't familiar with is making $109 million a year. And you know what the kicker is? Tobias Harris and Al Horford are at best the third and fifth best players on their own team. Joel Embiid is a bigger star. Ben Simmons is a bigger star. And you could argue that there have been players better than Tobias Harris. And Al Horford doesn't even start. Tobias Harris making $180 million. Al Horford making $109. But the NBA and its teams and, and franchises have figured out that this league is dominated by superstars. The superstars win the games, they sell jerseys, they put butts in seats, and they command attention and relevancy. You want to be relevant. You want to be entertaining. Even if you're not winning, and the Sixers really aren't. They're the five seed or the sixth seed currently. Pro sports are driven by stars. I don't care how much money the Brewers have to pay Christian Yelich. If Milwaukee wants to be relevant, wants to be competitive, wants to be entertaining... And they want to continue to put butts in the seats and be top 10 attendants in the MLB despite having a small market, then signing Christian Yelich was the only option. And if you look at the details that are currently being reported about this contract, it sounds like Christian Yelich has taken a little bit of a hometown discount. He's going to play for a discounted rate. He's going to play for $12.5 million this year and $14 million next year before his contract kicks up. Christian Yelich probably could have gotten more money. And if I was David Stearns, If it would have taken $300 million to keep him in Milwaukee, I'm doing it. I don't care. I want to hear from you. 608-796-2558. That's the five-star telecom talking text line. Christian Yelich, going to be a brewer for a while. $215-plus million. I want to hear from you. Your calls, your texts coming up next as we react to this massive brewer deal. The Wisco Sports Show returns here on WKTY. Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. Some of the biggest Wisconsin sports news in my lifetime, certainly for the Milwaukee Brewers, breaking just a little bit over an hour and a half ago, two hours ago. Ken Rosenthal reporting first, but now other reporters piling on. Robert Murray adding some details, talking about how Christian Yelich is taking a hometown discount. Jeff Passan reporting that this deal is going to keep Christian Yelich in Milwaukee until 2028. This is a franchise-altering move. A franchise-altering move. The Brewers showing their commitment to keeping their superstar in Milwaukee and really keeping their franchise relevant and competitive because professional sports are driven by superstars. The NBA has it figured out. It's all about the stars all the time, and that's why they're paid so much. That's why teams will throw money at mid-level players like Tobias Harris and Al Horford in the case of Philly. They'll throw superstar money at borderline all-star players because you don't have superstar players, you don't have good players, you don't have anything. And I'm glad the Brewers recognize this. 
They're going to pay Christian Yelich about $215 million. I would have paid him $300 million. If that's what it takes, keep him in Milwaukee. You'll figure out the rest later. You can scoop money around. You can you can shuffle money and trades and, and free agents. You can figure out the rest later. Lock up your superstar and the rest will fall into place. I want to hear from you. 608-796-2558. That's the five-star telecom talking text line. Phones are wide open. We're talking about the Brewers locking up their MVP, almost their back-to-back MVP. Here are the details of the contract. If you're just joining us, you haven't read, you haven't seen yet, the Brewers are in agreement with Christian Yelich, are close to an agreement, I should say. The Brewers haven't announced it yet. On a new nine-year contract in the range of $215 million. Now, Christian Yelich is going to make $12.5 million this year, $14 million next year, and that 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 2000 what would that, two years from now, was supposed to include a $15 million club option. This deal is going to eliminate that, and it's going to kick up the money to about $27 million a year, adding seven more, which will keep him in Milwaukee until 2028. It sounds like they're going to have a player in a club option at the end of that, so maybe even 2029. We'll know more as the Brewers announce the details, hopefully later this week, as Ken Rosenthal first reported. This is a franchise-altering move. Because it shows the Brewers, maybe they're not committed to raising payroll to record levels every single year, but they've shown commitment to their superstar. They've shown commitment to remaining interesting and relevant. And they're really showing commitment to their fans. Because last year, the Brewers were top 10 in attendance, despite being the smallest market in professional sports. One of the smallest markets in all of professional sports, but yet they continue to put butts in the seats. And I, a couple of weeks ago, didn't feel as though the Brewers were really rewarding their fans by going out and showing commitment to winning. Financial commitment, spending money on Moustakis, Grandal, a pitcher like Wade Miley or other starting arms they could have brought in. They didn't do any of that. They went cheaper. And I thought that was kind of a shoddy thing to do, seeing that their fans showed out in record numbers, given how small the market is. Right? They were beating they were beating franchises like Boston in attendance. You just don't see that. They were beating large markets in attendance. Fans are coming out, so this deal not only shows commitment to relevancy and winning and staying important in the in the grand scheme of Major League Baseball by having a superstar and an MVP, but it also shows a little bit of a, a thank you and commitment to the fans as well for showing out and supporting and spending money on this team. 608-796-2558. That's the five-star telecom talking text line. Jake says, if Yelly hit free agency, he would have demanded north of $400 million. This is an absolute steal for the Brewers. Don't get me wrong. This deal is going to cost the Brewers a lot of money. right? It's going to cost them $215 million when all is said and done. But there is some sense of a hometown discount here. Christian Yelich said, yeah, it's, it's fine. I'll, I'll play for $12.5 million next year. I'll play for $14 million the year after. And, and, and I'll make my money farther on down the line. His contract, his payroll isn't jacking up this year. It's actually staying relatively cheap. I'm not going so far as to say he took a hometown discount, but he definitely, I think, could have put the Brewers through the ringer just a little bit more than he did. A little bit more than he did, for sure. The Brewers are always going to have to worry about starting pitching. They're always going to have to worry about who's playing third, who's playing first, who's their closer, who's in the bullpen. The Brewers are always going to have those concerns. But having a superstar, and I mean a real superstar, not Eric Thames, not a blip on the radar, all-star Jesus Aguilar, but a bona fide top five player in the league superstar. And I think Christian Yelich is maybe the best player in the National League. Second or third best, no doubt. He is a real bona fide, undeniable superstar. 
And having a player like that on your team makes up for a lot of shortcomings. The Brewers, listen, the Brewers are never going to be a flawless team. Ever. They are never going to have an all-star at every position. They're never going to have a batting order like the Dodgers or the Astros are going to boast this year. Gavin Lux is going to hit eighth for the Dodgers this year. Think about that. Their number one prospect, this dude can bang, and he's going to hit eighth for the for the, for the the Dodgers. Meanwhile, the Brewers' number one prospect, Keston Hira, is going to have to carry a huge load. He's going to have to hit third or fourth this year, most likely. The Brewers are never going to be a flawless team. They're always going to have shortcomings because of the way baseball works. No salary cap with no limit on spending, and the Brewers just can't spend as much as other teams in baseball. So they're always going to have shortcomings. But having Christian Yelich, having a bona fide, legitimate superstar, will make up for a lot of those shortcomings. And they're always going to have shortcomings. The Brewers are going to have to get lucky one year if they want to win a title. They're going to have to have certain players outplay their potential, outplay their contract. And that's what happened in 2018. They just fell a little bit short. But having Christian Yelich on the roster, locked up through the next decade or so, Christian Yelich will make up for a lot of that. And that's really important for a small market team like the Brewers. It's very, very important. Now, we got to be real here, right? This can't be all blue and gold confetti. We can't put on our Brewers glasses and and, and not ask the tough questions here. I don't want to rain on the parade. This is an awesome day and should be celebrated, no doubt, by Brewers fans. But let's remember the big picture. Yelich was priority number one. No doubt. But they have other priorities. Like they need a first baseman, need a third baseman. They need some starting pitching. They need a lot of things. Yelich no doubt takes precedent or takes priority over all of those other needs. Let's take a look at the timeline from this Brewers offseason. Step one, they cut payroll. Slashed it by a huge number. They let go Grandal. Let go Moustakis. They elected not to tender certain players like Travis Shaw. They didn't retain Eric Thames. They slashed payroll and brought in a lot of players on cheaper contracts. One-year contracts with team options for next year. Cut payroll. That was step number one. Step number two. Mark Atanasio strategically comes out at spring training and said, yeah, we lost money last year. We operated in the red. That was step number two. And then step number three, they re-sign Yelich. And naturally, as fans, we connect step one, step two, step three as as connected. We connect them, right? And that's that's what fans do. That's how my mind works, certainly. They shouldn't be connected. These three steps to the Brewers offseason are, are independent. They're exclusive. They cut payroll, step one. Number two, Atanasio said they operated in the red. And then number three, they re-signed Yelich. As fans, we connect those three things. And it's a brilliant PR move by the Brewers. It was a brilliant order of doing things. Because if you think about it, the Brewers cut payroll, said they lost money, re-signed Yelich. Well, actually, they weren't saving payroll to pay Christian Yelich because Yelich's contract isn't going to get expensive for two more years. Yelich is going to make 12 and a half this year and 14 the year after, meaning he is cheap. He's really cheap. And the Brewers have financial freedom, but the Brewers didn't exercise that financial freedom this offseason. Instead, they pulled back. And if you don't look at the details and you don't think critically, you think, okay, the Brewers cut payroll. They use the money they saved to extend Christian Yelich. Makes sense, right? But that's not true. That's not what happened. The Brewers' contract for Yelich is not going to get expensive for two more years. In the NFL right now, what's the trendy thing? It's to try to win when your quarterback is on a rookie deal. That's what the Rams did with Jared Goff. That's what the Chiefs are currently doing with Patrick Mahomes, although Patrick Mahomes is well outplaying his contract. That's what the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson a couple of years ago. You win when your quarterback is on a cheap deal because that gives you more money to get a wide receiver, 
build up your offensive line, get a pass rusher. That's the trendy thing in the NFL right now. It's trendy to almost an obnoxious level. This situation is very similar. The Brewers have a superstar player, Christian Yelich, a MVP superstar caliber player on a cheap deal. $12.5 million this year, $14 million next year. Then it's going to get expensive. So instead of cutting payroll, the Brewers should be bumping payroll up this year and next, trying to take advantage of Christian Yelich's manageable club-friendly contract before the price goes through the roof. Because if the Brewers aren't spending money this year, and I have no reason to think that they'll spend more next year, well, what about four years from now when Yelich's contract actually becomes really expensive? Or six years from now when Yelich is going to be making about $27 million a year? It worries me. Because if this is as good as the Brewers roster is going to get while Christian Yelich is here, I, look, they're going to be a great team. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be relevant. They're going to be fun. But I don't know how seriously they will be contending for a World Series. And that is my fear. That is my concern. Because his price doesn't go up for two more years. And the Brewers are cutting payroll now? Sure, cut payroll in two years when you got to fork out a huge lump sum to Christian Yelich every year. But right now, it's like having a quarterback on his rookie deal. This is when you go for it. So hopefully in season, the Brewers make some trades. They get aggressive because they have the flexibility and the freedom for the next two years to do so because of the makeup and the layout of Christian Yelich's contract. Doesn't get expensive for two more years. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this huge piece of breaking news for the Brewers locking up their MVP for the foreseeable future. We're going to talk to our great friend and recurring guest, Bart Winkler from 105.7 FM, The Fan in Milwaukee. We're going to talk all things Brewers. All things Christian Yelich coming up next. The Wisco Sports Show will roll on. Presented by Played Against Sports right here on WKTY. Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. I am your host. Thanks for hanging out. Hope you're having a good night. Brewers fans, how could you not be having a good night? First, the sun is shining. It is gorgeous outside. It's hard to be in a bad mood when we get weather like this on March 3rd. But then you see the news, you hear the news, whether you saw it or heard it at 3.30 when it originally broke, or you heard the news from me here on WKTY. The Brewers have extended Christian Yelich. He's going to be in Milwaukee for the foreseeable future. Now, the Brewers have yet to announce it. But it is being reported by Ken Rosenthal, Robert Murray, Jeff Passan, and a whole host of others. That means ESPN, The Athletic, Fox, kind of the kind of the trifecta of sports reporting. We'll see if we get Sports Illustrated or MLB Network or anybody else on the scene. But when Ken Rosenthal reports it, you can book it as fact. And the, the Brewer is paying about $215 million when all is said and done, when this contract is added on to his current contract. Because in baseball contracts stack. Like, that was the case with Ryan Braun in 2011. He was a couple of years into his contract already, and then they added on. So, like, it's it might be an eight-year contract, for example, but when added on to the current deal, that makes it ten years total. Like, it's baseball contracts are complicated. So when the Brewers hopefully announce the details on Friday, as Ken Rosenthal is reporting, we'll be provided with a little bit more clarity. The exact details, the layout, and how the money is arranged over the course of the duration of the entire contract. Now, joining us today on the Five Star Telecom Talking Text Line is our good friend and recurring guest, Bart Winkler. I talked to him about an hour ago. I want to share that conversation with you now. Bart, of course, was at UWL, worked radio and TV in this area, now in Milwaukee on 105.7 FM, The Fan. And Bart, 
saw the news just like me uh, uh, an hour before we talked. And I was originally planning to talk Bucks today. We were going to talk Brewers starting rotation. And then when this news came down, all of that got thrown to the side. And and Bart and I had this emergency phone call where it's like, well, we got to talk Christian Yelich. I want to hear your thoughts on this, that, the other thing. So we started, of course, because we're both Brewers fans. I said, Bart, you first saw the news of the Christian Yelich contract, what was your first reaction? What did you think? What did you say? What did you feel? Well, that's kind of unfair, and thanks for having me on, because yeah. I saw it when I woke up from a nap, so I was like in a <laughs> fog. So I, that's true. I think that a lot of people, you know, you see it right away, you go crazy, and it's a big deal, man. I mean, to get Christian Yelich, the guy of this caliber, where I think most of us assumed that just the way baseball is, he was going to have to leave, and, and maybe the Brewers in his final year of his deal we are going to have to try to get something for him. Uh, I, it is a big deal. I mean, it is it is a massive deal to retain a guy like this, so credit to the Brewers organization for that. What we do know about the contract is that it doesn't change what he's making this year or next, so he's still in the low teens, which, again, still a good amount of money. He then had a club option which is going to get ripped up, and then that's when seven new years will start, and he'll make about $28 million per. This is a uh, definitely for the signing. It's almost like when Chris Middleton signed his first deal, and you know, you're like, oh, wow, your guy's going to make $10 million, but by the time that everybody else is signing contracts around, then a guy like this caliber is going to be making like 25 and yeah, 28 is a lot of money, but you're already seeing outfielders and Rendon and some of these other guys make 35 and the contracts are just going to go up. So I think that he did take somewhat of a hometown discount, if you want to call it that. It's a great deal. I'm not going to say that everything I said this offseason about, you know, the Brewers not willing to spend money, it doesn't go away yet because they, if the, if the raise doesn't start until the next two years, you still have a lower payroll now than you had last season, and I think of the justification for a lot of people was, okay, well, that's fine if they extend Yelich, but we don't know the crazy cost-cutting measures that might happen in the next two years. I don't, I don't want to rain on this parade. I know everyone's excited, but it doesn't – I'm trying to be like, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. You sure. know, I'm trying to be like that right <laughs> now. But it, it's a great – it is a great deal. Well, this news is obviously really, really exciting. And I don't want to, as you said, rain on the parade of Brewers fans because this should be celebrated. This should be enjoyed because this means our MVP, our best player, our, our, the guy who's on the marquee, right? We all buy his jersey. He's going to be in Milwaukee for the foreseeable future, and that should be celebrated and enjoyed. But my job as a Wisconsin sports fan and a, more importantly in this case, a sports radio host, is to try to look at the details. Because my goal ultimately for the Brewers is Total World Series. This is awesome, but like the challenge for the Brewers, the journey does not stop here, right? I want this Brewers team to win a championship. Here's my concern, Bart, and I know you have the same concern. You just hinted at it. His contract doesn't kick up for another two years. So on the face, it makes sense that the Brewers are cutting payroll because I got to pay Christian Yelich. But when you actually think about it and look at the details, he's remaining cheap for the next two years. Wouldn't this be the time to continue to jack up that payroll and try to compete before he gets expensive? That's a valid concern. I think that 2018 could be proven to be the best chance that they had. I mean, you were yeah. a game away from the World Series. You didn't add a big-time piece at the deadline to get you over that hump. The trade you did make was for Jonathan Scope, which didn't work out, and you didn't add any pitching. 
that was a good team, but it could have been it could have been better had they made maybe another move or two. Yeah, the farm system, if you look, I think it's it it's ranked last now. Yeah. Depending on who you look at. And so I don't see what the harm would have been to maybe trade off a few more pieces. You're already the worst. You can't get worse than the worst. I think with the Aunt Nazio stuff, I don't think and we can't see the Brewers' book, so when he says something like that, we don't we don't know where that's coming from. The Braves are a similar team in terms of, or had been, in terms of like payroll and success, and they made they put out a study because there's some publicly owned part of that team that they made about three hundred four million dollars, three hundred to four hundred million dollars last year. I don't have it in front of me, so, but it is somewhere in that range. Yep, the Brewers. The Brewer, you don't own a baseball team and lose money. You'd have to be a tremendously horrific idiot to do that. Seriously. Now, the way that some businesses work, you can fudge the books to make, you know, they put a lot of money into the facility in Arizona. They've been putting money into the facilities here. You can make it look like you lost money when you didn't, and, and you can spin it in a way to fans and say, hey, you know, we lost money, but I don't, I don't, I guess I don't buy it. I guess I don't. When he says that, I don't believe that, and I don't think that cutting payroll is is a is a good way to do this for the fans. Now you've come out, you've cut payroll, and then you said, "Oh, we lost money last year." Everybody gets mad at you, but then you wait to sign Yelich till later. And now everybody's happy with you again. I think that we just got to be. There's people that are jacked right now that you sign Yelich to an extension, and again, you should be. Yep. But let's let's let you know. Look at things from different angles before we, you know, blindly follow this team with every single move they make. Bart Winkler, 105.7 FM, the fan, joining us for a few minutes on the Five Star Telecom Talking Text Line, one of my favorite recurring guests. Bart, you hinted at something the Brewers' best chance might have been in 2018, right? I, here's, here's what I don't get. If, if the Brewers can't make it back to Game 7 of the NLCS at least under this payroll structure, I don't understand how it's going to get better when Christian Yelich makes more money. Like, that's my concern. I, I, I just, I don't see it coming back to that point where they were a few years ago. What do, what do you think about that? I, and I don't mean to be negative. Once again, Christian Yelich staying in Milwaukee is amazing and it's absolutely the right move, but if they're going to continue to slash payroll despite his contract being cheap for the next two years, I don't see a path to the World Series in the near future. That's a question that I don't think people want to answer right now. I sure. I think that people are going to be too excited about the extension that they're, you know, if, if we ask that question, we had that conversation, we're going to be vilified. But it's a great question. Because you've, you've, if you're not spending the money now, why don't you go out and spend a little bit more? Why aren't you even at? Why aren't you just at last year's payroll? That's that's the. Why aren't you at last year's payroll? I think that's where. That's the question that I have because when Yelich goes up to thirty, does that mean that then Mark's going to spend more money, or are more guys going to get cut? Are we going to have worse guys around in the infield? They're already trying to go a lot of best-case scenarios with guys. I mean, we're talking about, is Logan Morrison going to make the team over Justin Smoke? Ugh. Will David Phelps win a spot over Bobby Wall? I mean, these guys, what are we doing? What, what are we doing here? So we, you know, if, you're gonna, if you're not going to spend money to build a team now, when are you going to spend the money? Yes, I get it. They just extended Yelich to a big-time deal. But if you're wondering what the rest of the team is going to look like around him, that's a very valid question. And I, and I think it's a question we have to ask 
like I'm enjoying the Elledge extension. I'm very happy about it. But I also want to think, what does this mean for the Brewers competing in the long haul? Bart Winkler from 105.7 The Fan in Milwaukee joining us. And Bart, you had Tim Allen on your show this morning. I tuned in a little bit because I knew you were going to be coming on, and I kind of wanted to get a sense of what you were saying about the Brewers. And this, of course, was before the Yellick extension. So you were talking starting pitching and batting order. And Tim Allen joined you. Now, Tim Allen hosts the baseball postgame show on your station, and he joins Bill. He co-hosts for Bill or fills in for Bill sometimes. And, and obviously, our fans are familiar with with Tim. We hear the Bill Michaels show every day, 11 to 2 here on WKTY. He was talking about something this morning that I, I didn't really love. Tim was excited about the idea that Craig Council is going to have to manage this lineup, meaning it could look very, very different every day, which sure might be interesting, and I think Craig Council can handle it, but at some point, I just want a really good third baseman. I want a good first baseman. I don't want to have to rotate and platoon guys based on matchups. That, to me, is a sign that the team isn't very good. Can you maybe share some of that conversation and what you talked about this morning with my listeners while I have you here for a few minutes? It will be interesting. It will be. I mean, these games are going to be interesting. You're going to have council managing the batting lineup, yes, like a bullpen. And it's going to be interesting. And so if you know, you're a guy like Tim Allen and our postgame show and filling in for Bill and think that that's going to be exciting, I think that I think it is going to be interesting. It's going to make it's going to make you tune in to to games. If you if you don't tune in every night, maybe four or five times a week, you're not going to want to miss it. But interesting doesn't always translate to to good. Yes, we talk about the Bucks a lot. The Bucks are rolling with 52 wins, but they're not. There's not a lot of in. It's not. I mean, they're dominating, but you know what I mean. They're not. Oh yeah. So yeah. do you want good or do you want interesting? Yes. If you want good, you're probably not going to get that with the Brewers. I think that mid-80s is the ceiling for this team. If you want interesting, you're definitely going to get that with the Brewers because they don't have the talent to match some of these other teams just in their division. And so to win games, they're going to have to get more creative. So it will be interesting, and I'm excited to watch it, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be good and they have to do this because they don't have the talent. Interesting and good. Very different ideas. And I think the Brewers might actually be more interesting than the Bucks. The Bucks are 52 and 9. They don't lose. They don't really give us controversy. The Brewers, on the other hand, might be a little bit different. I appreciate the time, Bart. That's Bart Winkler, 1057 FM, the fan in Milwaukee, one of my favorite recurring guests. And I always appreciate it. He found a couple of minutes tonight to talk Brewers with us. He's got a million different things going on, and I certainly appreciate him joining us on the Five Star Telecom Talking Text Line. When we come back, I want to talk about that really good team, the Milwaukee Bucks. We saw something incredible, amazing, super rare last night. That's a Bucks loss. I'll tell you what it means. Spoiler alert, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next year on WKTY. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. Christian Yelich extension, obviously the big news of the day. We've been talking about it for 50 minutes. And if you missed out on that, I apologize. The podcast goes up on our website, WKTYsports.com, and on our mobile app just a minute or two after 6 o'clock. Dave and Scrady will start tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., no doubt covering it all. Dan Patrick, Bill Michaels, a lot a lot of Christian Yelich talk tomorrow, starting at 6 a.m., live and local with Mornings with Dave and Scrady. And, of course, a topic I will continue to cover tomorrow night as well. Today I was going to lead with the Bucks, and I can't, I, I just can't help myself. I can't go an hour without talking about the Bucks, especially after last night, because the Bucks actually lost, which is something that is 
very rare. We don't see it a whole lot. And Bucks fans, myself included, we really haven't figured out how to handle these Bucks losses. Like, do we get mad? Like, do we do we laugh them off? Do we not care? It's not something we have to go through very often. In fact, the Bucks have only lost nine times since October twentieth. Think about that for a sec. October twentieth. It's March third. Nine losses. The Milwaukee Bucks, the lowly Milwaukee Bucks. So handling a loss obviously is a little bit potentially difficult and uncomfortable because it's not something we have to go through very often. And Bucks fans, myself included, we really haven't figured out how to handle a bad Giannis game because, I don't know, we've seen one or two this year. Giannis only 13 points last night. He had 13 points, 15 rebounds, three assists. Certainly one of his quieter games all season and certainly one of his poorer performances of which there are not very many To be fair, it's really one of his only bad games of the season. Look, that's why we're here today. That's why I'm here. We're going to make sense of this Bucks loss. It's a confusing time. We will get through it. They lost last night in Miami, 105-89. to I complained yesterday at the end of the show about how people make sports too complicated. They overthink this. It's not that hard. And and I am going to say the same thing about this Bucks loss from last night. Let's not overcomplicate sports, and let's not overcomplicate this game. Last night was a matchup between two teams, one is the one seed in the Eastern Conference at 52-8, and eight, the other 39-22. and 22. That is a large discrepancy in wins and losses. One of these teams is much better than the other, despite what the result was on any given night, particularly last night in Miami. Let's not overcomplicate this. My, Milwaukee playing its third game in four days, while Miami had not played since last Friday, not to mention they were at home. The Bucks played Sunday afternoon and then have to immediately turn around and play on Monday night. Let's not overcomplicate this. The Bucks shot 20% from three. Meanwhile, Miami shot 48.6% from three. That's a large discrepancy. Milwaukee shot two of 19 from the free throw line. Meanwhile, Miami shot 72% from the free throw line, which still isn't great, but much better than Milwaukee's percentage. Let's not overcomplicate this. Miami's fifth or sixth best player, by my estimation, Jay Crowder, had 18 points last night and hit five threes in the first half. Milwaukee's fifth or sixth best player, by my estimation, is Wesley Matthews, who scored two points last night. You could also argue that it was Dante DiVincenzo, who made some good plays last night, but only poured in 11 points. That's where that discrepancy comes. These aren't excuses, they are explanations. Last night was certainly an outlier of a game. I thought Kane Pittman, who covers the Bucks and is at every game, summed it up well. I'm going to read you his tweet because it really puts this game into perspective. Once again, not making excuses, but making explanations. Last night, the Bucks finished 26.5% from three and 63% from the free throw line. This season, teams who have shot less than 25% from three and less than 65% from the free throw line in 22 games are 2-20. and 20. He continues, in addition, there are 102 instances league-wide since 2010-2011 where the opposition has shot greater than 45% from three. Those teams are 4-98, and 98, meaning the role and the shot of last night's game, the way that it went, ain't nobody winning those games. It's an outlier for a reason. If you want to beat the Bucks, you got to shoot the lights out and you got to hope that the Bucks don't do the same. And last night, that was certainly the case. Let's not overcomplicate it. You know what it wasn't last night? It was not the Bucks getting exposed. It was not the Bucks being exposed as frauds. 
The Bucks are 52 and 9. The only reason people doubt the Bucks is because the Golden State Warriors screwed up the NBA back in 2015-2016 by being a historically great team to blow a 3-1 lead to LeBron James in the finals. If that series goes differently, the Bucks are the un Question favorite to win the title, but the Warriors had to ruin it for everyone, and then they ruined things further by going and signing Kevin Durant. Last night was not Giannis being scared or intimidated by Bam Adebayo. I really like Bam Adebayo. He's super valuable to the Heat, and he does lots of different things well. But he is not the Giannis stopper. Oh, the Heat have the Giannis stopper. You know the Golden State Warriors, to bring him up again? They had the quote-unquote LeBron stopper in 2015-2016 in those finals. Andre Iguodala, the LeBron stopper. You know what LeBron averaged in that series? 27.9 points, 11.5 total rebounds a game, and 8.9 assists per game. Oh, yeah, he also had 2.5 steals and and 2.5 blocks. But no, the Warriors had the LeBron stopper, just like the Heat have the Giannis stopper, or so I'm told. Let's not overcomplicate things. Let's not. Let's not make last night's game into something that it wasn't. It was an outlier performance shooting-wise from both teams, and the Bucs were playing their third game in four days on the road. Simple. There you go. I laid it out. What was that, six minutes? That's a perfect explanation of what happened last night. Anything else is hyperbole, is is dramatized, is just straight not true. We're going to continue to talk about this tomorrow, as well as more details coming about at the Christian Yelich extension. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Don't forget, 6 a.m., wake up with Dave and Scrady. They'll continue to talk about this Christian Yelich news as well, some of the biggest Brewers news of my lifetime. As for me, same time, same place tomorrow night, the Wisco Sports Show. Talk to you then. <laughs>